Welcome to the Traveler's Blueprint. Start designing your next adventure. Hello, TTB community. My name is Bob Demena, and here with me, as always, is the garrulous Elliot Chibley. Each week, we like to bring you insight from travel authors, adventurers, conservationists, digital nomads, tour guides, and some of our very own personal travel experiences. Before we get into the show, I want to let you know that if you have travel news that you want to share with us and have to us discuss on the podcast, you can send it to us. We want to encourage all of you to send us your favorite travel news articles, and we'd be happy to talk them over. You can send us an email at thetravelersblueprint at gmail.com, or you can just send us the article uh, or, or mention the topic through a direct message on Instagram or Facebook, and we'll grab the article and throw it into a future Travel Bites episode. Yeah. And before I give the rundown of the travel bites, uh, can you define garrulous? Yeah. So it just means talkative. It, it, it's so it says excessively talkative, especially on trivial matters. Okay. Okay. I know. I, I think you're talkative because you have a podcast, right? So you are talkative to a degree, but you're not really a talkative person outside of the podcast. So it's like no, partially right. true. Okay. All right. I'm good with yeah. it. I'm good with it. I, I okay. like to talk about things I'm passionate about, as yeah. most people do. <laughs> right. Right, yeah. right. So, so this month's Travel Bites, we will give a quick update, quick take on the Ukraine situation. We're going to talk about Worldal. We're going to talk about the Mile High Club. We're going to talk about uh, Mother and her kids on an airplane. We're going to talk about US, U.S. citizens needing to register to travel to Europe in 2023. We're going to talk about a cargo ship. We've got some information on Challenger Deep, uh, the ocean's deepest point. We're going to talk about Frontier Airlines and Spirit Moonbows in Africa, uh, a tourist who sat on an endangered reef. We're going to talk about Australia reopening its borders. We're going to talk about all-electric self-driving minibuses. Pretty pumped for that, not going to yeah. lie. And then lastly, we're going to talk about Jumanji. No, just kidding. We're going to talk about a <laughs> a rare 4,000-year-old board game. Yep. yep. So let's get oh. into it. Uh no, before we get into it, we got travel tips, right? So travel tip is get friendly with the locals. So go, maybe not as easy as it used to be, but if you go to a bar and just strike up a conversation with a local, you might find some good places to eat, some good things to do, or talk to cab drivers, waiters, all of those are good, hotel clerks yeah, especially. There are people that you have to really, you have to engage with anyway. So yeah. it doesn't hurt and makes it very easy to just open the door for conversation. These people, these are the people that live there. And not only do they live there, but they're in the travel industry. They work in tourism in some way, shape or form. And so they're more than, they, they're knowledgeable people and, and definitely rely on them for, for information. So yeah. um, I, if you like this podcast and you find us entertaining, please consider sharing this in some way, shape or form. It really helps us. The engagement is the best way for the show to grow. And so that's why we constantly encourage you to do it. If you do have a little extra cash that you want to send our way as a thank you for the podcast, we would uh, be very grateful for that as well. And you could do it. There's a link on our Instagram where you can donate just $1 for a cup of coffee. And so if uh, you have it in your heart to do it and you're financially capable, please uh, consider it. And we want to thank you for considering it. Yeah, and lastly, consider checking out some of the cool products we offer. The Traveler's Blueprint offers a travel journal and planner that is available for $7.99 on our website. It is a PDF, so you can fill it out online or in paper, and it is completely reusable. We also offer a Become Your Own Travel Agent five-part video tutorial. Part one is navigation, two is booking airfare, three blogs, research, and reviews, four itinerary building, and five 
safety, cultural norms, and thoughtful travel. You can find that on our website and it is $25. We also offer travel consulting. So for more information on that, go to our website and feel free to send us a DM on social media or an email. Lastly, you can join us and if you want to, you can you can be a part of our Travel Around Table series. That's where we sit down with a group of, of travelers, send us your email with your name, your website, and a few travel-related topics that you enjoy discussing, and we will get back to you. All right, Ukraine. Uh, we're not going to really discuss it in depth on the podcast. I don't think there's a point to do so. Obviously, it's horrific. Uh, we do want to acknowledge that it's going on. Um, we're... I'm like enthralled. I I have been up to date on every movement of this war so far. I just can't believe it's happening. I can't believe we're witnessing a a war in Europe, which has, it just feels so similar to what occurred with the invasion of Poland in 1939. there's so many similarities with, with the rhetoric that Putin has to what Hitler had. Um, it's it's just fascinating and like so sad you're seeing people displaced so i i was actually talking to a guy his name's charlie tango and he runs a company in chernobyl and we're friends on facebook for whatever reason he it was just it's just been really difficult for us to find the time to come on and we kind of forgot about it then covid hit like i've been talking to this guy for a long time he was then updating his facebook uh he had to flee i don't know if you know this but chernobyl was the site of a battle Um, Russia took control of the Chernobyl site, and I was following Charlie as he was updating Facebook, fleeing, um, and eventually made it to Poland. He's he's now safe in Poland. He posted a picture. There's a picture of a residential tower with a giant gaping hole in the side of it. So he lived 10 minutes from there. That was his neighborhood. Um, People are hiding in bomb shelters. Civilians are dying. There's uh, reports that a daycare was bombed. There's footage of atrocious uh like war crimes i saw a video of a a, a russian tank like driving over a civilian vehicle um i i I just can't believe it uh this is not i I guess this isn't really i don't know what else to say um just devastating and i'm just just be just be thankful for what you have what we have yeah man Um, that's be be conscientious of what's going on over there think about Think about them, thinking about some of the actions, some of the things we take for granted here mm-hmm. that you take granted for granted every day of your life. Yeah. 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 To see it, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know just, if I want to talk about I mean, it anymore. Yeah. I don't, I don't think we, we are not the ones to talk about it. I think what, all we need to say is that let's hope for it to end quickly and let's hope it does not escalate. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, transitioning now uh from that that dark topic to something a little bit lighter um ellie and i have been playing this new game on online and it's called worldle there is a wordle game that sort of took the world by storm and then someone made a version like a geography version of that and i try to play it every day i've missed a few days but that's a lot of fun fun. it's fun so if you just type in worldle that's the world the word world with an le at the end at the end so w-o-r-l-d-l-e and essentially you get a picture of a country and you need to guess the country based on its shape if you get it incorrect it'll then tell you a general direction with an arrow 
and a distance to the correct country. So sometimes you get lucky and you guess like a neighboring country or somewhere in the general vicinity. Sometimes you're just like way off and you need to, to try to get closer. You get what, six tries? Yep. Yeah. It's not a fun. I'm better than it at Elliot, I think. Right. No, no, not even close. <laughs> My life is playing. Uh, it's She's just, it's probably a lot better than you. <laughs> yeah. She plays, she plays the other geography one. What's that one where you guess and it's the shading global. Yeah. That's another one. I don't really play that one, but yeah. So if you're, if you're listening, check it out, let us know, uh, how good you are. It'd be fun to maybe share people's results and like our stories on Instagram. So yeah, if you want to send them, tag us and we're, yeah, we're, maybe we should start sharing ours in our story. I, I'll do that. Yeah. I'll yeah. do that. Okay. So the uh, next one is a fun one also. It's the mile high club and it is truly like you can actually join the mile high club legitimately without getting fined or arrested and it is a company offering this service and it's a thousand dollars called the love cloud and you can fly they will fly you and your partner in a private plane in a private plane for 45 minutes so you can have sex yeah yeah it's it's, <laughs> it's really interesting it's a great business idea uh you know Elliot, I'm not going to go on this trip with you. I'll travel the world with you. I mean, I it's only $200. It's only an additional $200 for per person. Okay. Okay. This, <laughs> <laughs> it, that's really funny. So customers who purchase a romantic dinner flight will find the mattress replaced with a table, chairs, and a small bar. But aside yeah. from the optional, optional champagne, no alcohol is served. Uh, it says, we help keep people from divorcing. I'll tell that's you that goal. right yeah. now. <laughs> Yeah. How noble. So they have a few <laughs> they have a few options. The Love Cloud is their most popular. Um the the other one you can do is for an additional 200 you can get married for another 100 on top of that you can do a romantic one course meal and then for 1600 you can do three courses and with any package an extra 300 will get you a bottle of bubbly and a ride to the tarmac in a limousine. It's pretty cool. So a, a few questions that you might have are where are the pilots and <laughs> How are you separated from them? Well, that's a great question. There's a curtain and they wear headphones the entire time. Noise canceling headphones. Yeah. What a job. What a job. <laughs> You're yeah. a pilot that just brings people around so they can sleep together on an airplane to join the Mile High Club. And yeah. Okay. All right. That exists. Yeah. Now I know that. So moving on All um, right. to uh, a story of, I don't know. It's really kind of hard to comprehend. A woman tried to upgrade to business class to and ditch her daughters in economy class. She was denied at the at like the the counter um, because of the age limit issue. So she had a five year old and a seven year old, both girls, and she was outraged, screaming at the flight attendant or the the desk, the clerk, on why she couldn't upgrade and leave her kids behind. She said. And I quote, you expect me to fly in economy class? She was then <laughs> this is so messed up. <laughs> downgraded back down. I can't imagine. So the the person who encountered this whole thing, I guess, wrote an article and that that person said, I then boarded the flight, but later saw the woman enter the aircraft with her daughters, yelling at them about how they messed up her upgrade. The little one was crying, a five-year-old. Okay. Uh, uh, you're a bad person. Let's just, yeah, without yeah. being, I can't believe that that. Uh, it was mother, planned too. It wasn't, it wasn't just a bad day and she wanted to upgrade to get away from him. She had planned that upgrade previously. To leave her children. Yeah. A five-year-old. A five-year-old. Yeah. Right. yeah. So uh, the, the, the next one, U.S. citizens will need to register to travel to Europe in 2023. 
So uh, any U.S. citizen will have to basically register for all 26 members of Europe's Schengen. I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that right. Um, or risk being turned away at the border when they enter. So if it's a flight, you may just have to get a flight back home to the U.S. Yeah. And that'll be enacted or active January 1st, 2023. So a little more than a year from today. Yeah. And so it's not a visa. It's essentially you pair it with your passport. So you go online, you fill out the application, you pay seven euros, you have to give your email address, your debit card, um, and then you, ha you have to do it if you're between the ages of 18 and 70. It's then attached to your passport number for three years or when your passport runs out. Uh, and, and really, um, I, this is for like terrorism um, surveillance is what they're saying. So it's to counter potential infiltration. And they just want to keep account of who's coming into the country and as a as a precautionary thing for terrorism. Yeah. And as a note, the 18 to 70, if you're younger than 18 or older than 70, you still need it but you don't have to pay the fine oh, or the, the, the tariff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. There is a giant fire burning on a cargo ship in the middle of the Atlantic ocean off the coast of France, I believe. So the crew members have been evacuated. The, the, the cargo ship identified as the Felicity, Felicity ACE has been abandoned. It's now there's a total of, $401 million worth of cars and they're all burning. And these are like luxury cars. There's Porsches and stuff on there. Yeah, it's, it's anything under the Volkswagen. Volkswagen. Yeah. yeah. The Volkswagen brand. Audi, Bentley, Porsche. Yeah. Oof. It's kind of crazy. And they still don't know how the fire was started, but because of the lithium batteries in some of these electric cars, it's causing the fire to burn more significantly. And that requires a, a significant amount of water to put out. So they're just, I guess, letting it burn in the ocean. At this point in time, there's no oil leaks or anything like that. So they're just kind of monitoring it. They have like water boats, tugboats, just kind of hanging around the boat, watching it burn and waiting for the, the fire to kind of extinguish itself. So Yeah, it is a shame. I'm, thankfully, everyone's safe, but it is a, it is a real bummer that that even happened. Cause... Yeah. Well, there's already a shortage, right? There's already a shortage of, of vehicles and chips and everything. So that's just adding fuel to the fire. Dunce. Yeah. Wow. Um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, scientists accidentally measured the Earth's This is deepest. so fun. Yeah. I so love little ones like this. They accidentally measured the Earth's deepest point underwater. Uh, and so what had happened, there's this, this agency studying sounds in the ocean and they're trying to figure out, uh, they're trying to understand the ocean structure, but also aid in picking out particular melodies, whether from whales, the submarines. And uh, one of their pieces of equipment broke off and fell to the deepest point of the ocean. So this, this I don't know if it's a crevasse, like it's just, the, I guess, the trench point, a trench. Yeah. It's called the Challenger Deep. Before we had identified it somewhere in the range of 10,900 meters to 10,950 meters, but this piece of equipment signaled back up that it was sitting at a whopping 10,983 meters or 36,033 feet. So it is yeah. one mile deeper than Everest is tall. Yeah. Fascinating. That's unreal. Deep. Yeah. So it is part of the Mariana Trench. Oh, it is part. So it's the deepest part within the Mariana Trench, yeah. the Challenger Deep. So far. <laughs> So far, right? Yeah. Ten thousand. This, this is where uh, the the monsters came out of in Pacific Rim, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah obviously. <laughs> I that's yeah. true. I mean, I can't. There's probably nothing living down there, right? Or is there? I don't know. I don't know. 
<laughs> that is just pure darkness. It's fascinating that it goes down that far. All Truly. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I, I actually didn't realize this. Uh, Guam is right there, not too far away. Oh, okay. A few hundred kilometers. I wonder if humans will ever create a device that will allow people to go down that deep. Uh, I imagine we'll go to Mars before then. Yeah, you think we'll be able to explore a different planet before we'll be able to explore our own oceans. Yeah. There's more motivation to explore other planets than, than go deep into the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. All know. right. Uh, in airline news, Flight Frontier bids to buy Spirit for $2.9 billion, hoping to create a major budget carrier for the United States. Now, this needs to get approved by the Biden administration. And they have signaled so far that they're going to be tough on these big corporate mergers. So we don't know for sure if this is actually going to pass. Yeah, but is this, um, I mean, when we talk about big corporate, this isn't like AT&T and T-Mobile merging. This is, right. I mean, America, American Delta, United and Southwest control 80% of the U.S. air travel market. Frontier Airlines and Spirit Airlines are kind of like more discount, smaller markets. So I think they're just trying to better compete with these larger airlines. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll see what happens. So we should know by the end, by the second half of this year, if they're actually going to go through with it. I like it. I, I personally don't fly Frontier or Spirit unless I have to. Um, I just kind of stick with American Airlines, even though it might be a little bit more. I like the getting like the miles and stuff out of it. Uh, and because I'm out of Philadelphia, it's just super easy. Like American Airlines tends to be right in the ballpark right of frontier most times um i've heard mixed reviews i've heard people love spirit and hate frontier so i i don't know um if you have information on those i'd be curious i've to flown i've flown both thoughts. they are just kind of here and there wherever i mean frontier only has certain locations where they fly out of i think they were just added to middletown airport in harrisburg uh, three or four years ago and they mm -hmm. actually had a connecting flight to denver which was perfect because it made our trip to Denver a lot easier. And there are a few other like Midwest destinations that they have. Spirit does not fly out of Middletown. And I think they're more like Baltimore. So we only okay. fly them if we need to. Yeah. We'll see what happens with that. What's next? Huh. This one's fun. So this is with the Smithsonian. Wow. Man, some of these words are hard to say today. Smithsonian Magazine. And these are just like natural phenomenons that have occurred all over the world and are totally worth traveling for because either they're reoccurring or perpetual. Um, there's some really cool ones in here. So there's a frozen bubble lake in Alberta that literally is like super thick ice, but because of the bubbles that come up from the bottom of the lake, some of those bubbles freeze in the beginning of winter. And then you just get these really cool ice looking structures and you yeah. can walk on the ice. Yeah. Yeah. That one's pretty cool. There's the black sun in, in Southern Jutland, Denmark. This one I found fascinating. So the Moonbow of Victoria Falls. So on lucky evenings, the atmospheric conditions at the Victoria Falls in Zambia and Zimbabwe spray combined with the spray from the falls create a moonbow. So it's like a silvery rainbow that uses that is created by light itself from the moon refracted through the water droplets in the air. Yeah. So you're essentially getting a rainbow from the light coming off the moon. Yeah. Just nuts. That's so cool. I didn't even know yeah, that was possible. Cool. Uh, there's a wave in Brazil, so the Pororaca wave. So it's up to 12 feet tall, and you can hear it a half an hour before you even see it. It destroys anything in its way. So if there's boats and trees, it will just gobble them up. Uh, but despite the hazards, surfers go out there and try to ride it as long as you're okay with sharing the water with Cayman and Piranha. Yeah. 
And yeah, yeah. that's, that's kind of nuts. And those little, uh, those little small fish that small up that swim up at the uh, urethra if you're peeing in the water. Yeah. Those are yeah. terrifying. So I looked into that. This is going to be a little bit of a tangent, but I looked Please into don't. that. And Please it, don't. It, it, apparently, it might, they, that might be like a false like legend. It's not actually true. It, uh, yeah. It's up for debate, apparently. Um, so I was people really that scared of it. Okay. All <laughs> yeah. right. Anyway. All right. Uh, that, that, that wave happens a few times a year. Oh, it does? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there's lightning storms, uh, the Catatumbo lightning. So it's a never-ending storm of lightning. And I've seen pictures of this, and I've seen videos of it, and it's just fascinating. It is such a beautiful spectacle of lightning strikes that go across the sky. And it's it results from the cool, dry mountain air flowing down from the Andes and meeting the warm lake air uh, in, in at Lake Maracaibo in Venezuela. It's it's awesome. Like just look up YouTube videos of this lightning storm. It's called the Catatumbo lightning. Yep. And then the next one is a sky mirror in Malaysia. And I'm sure you've seen video or videos and or pictures of this mm -hmm. on Instagram. It's mm -hmm. a very long, flat beach that once it gets a little bit of water on there, it's a short few centimeters of water that you can walk on it. And it is it really looks like a mirror. Yeah, yeah. And then we have uh in Alabama Alabama. So there is a thousands of eerie blue lights appear on this mossy rock and they're actually glow in the dark worms. And it's, so it's the nickname this is the, Canyon. Yeah. And so they're fly larvae and they're only, they only live in the South and Southeastern United States. And I, I think this is so funny. Like I was reading this article and I'm thinking to myself, you know, I wonder if I pitch this to my wife, Hey, you know, Hey honey, let's go to vacation to see, glow in the dark worms in Alabama. I wonder how that would go over with her. I, it's just such a funny thing to say, <laughs> to go see, but it sounds awesome. Like I personally would find it fascinating, but it's, it's just such a funny thing. Anyway, I found it. Teach, teach their own. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then red beach in China, there are plants that bloom and they create this really just like a crimson beach. It's so cool looking. It's marshy. You can walk over the boardwalk through these areas. Um, and it's it's really kind of cool to see. And the last one is the, the world's oldest wisteria tree. It's in Japan. It's right outside of Tokyo. Now, this wisteria tree is 140 years old. That means it's older than the first car, older than Coca-Cola, older than the Brooklyn Bridge, and older than the Oxford English Dictionary. Uh, it's pretty neat. Uh, it's 50 miles north of Tokyo. It looks cool. The pictures look pretty awesome. Um yeah, I guess. Yeah. Japan and China have done some really cool things with really old trees, um, especially in some of their monasteries. The Like if you mm -hmm. look at uh, old ginkgo trees, they use these arms to prop them up. And even if this wisteria, this wisteria is typically more of like a vine, which is why it has that lattice structure for it to grow over. And then the tendrils kind of fall down and you get those really cool purple flowers. Fun fact, because uh, of how aggressive wisteria is it's actually a banned plant in pennsylvania now you cannot oh, wow. buy it grow it or sell it wow. or plant it wow. so yeah. next up the d-bag of the day goes to a tourist in thailand who sat on coral reef and then posted a picture of it he now faces up to 10 years in prison and 1 million baht that is thai currency and fines he yeah he, he, he sat on coral reef took a picture, put it on Instagram, 
and now is going to suffer the consequences. If you don't know it already, please don't sit on Coral Reef. Yeah. By the way, yeah. 1 million baht is about 31,000 US dollars. That's a nice fine. That's definitely yeah, a nice is. fine. Uh, next uh, up, Australia is going to be reopening borders to tourists after almost two years. Yeah. That's big. But, yeah, big news. Very happy to hear it. That that just means we're slowly emerging out of this pandemic. When Australia and New Zealand, the strictest countries in the world, start to reopen their doors, you know we're seeing light at the end of the tunnel. I love it. Uh, Elliot, we've been talking about going there. I know we might do it with our wives. We might go together. I don't know what the plan is, but at least we now can. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to go see point. Michael Hilliard. We're going to have to see uh, Amanda Kendall. Justin yeah, Jonesy. Have, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We have a lot of friends out there now. So uh, the exception is still Western Australia. That it, and it continues to require travelers to quarantine for seven days until plans until they're going to change that in early March. So, well, it may change. It may change. So, yeah, I, I mean, that's great. That's great. So, if you were thinking about going to Australia, if you're vaccinated, you can now do so. Yeah, that's awesome. So, next up, all electric self driving minibuses coming to New Jersey, capital, Trenton, thanks to a $5 million grant. This is super cool. Um, I think autonomous vehicles are going to be more and more prevalent. We're going to see them more and more often. And I think public transportation is a perfect perfect application for it to see and transport people. 90,000 people. That's pretty cool. Yeah, in New Jersey. And so this is my home state. So I'm going to be able to get to see this firsthand. I'm excited to actually see this play out. Uh, I don't know how long it's going to take because I'm sure every everybody says this about their own state, but like New Jersey is super slow with construction projects and infrastructure and, and like transportation. So uh, I don't know when this is actually going to happen. They'll say that it will. Uh, on one date and it'll be like two years later and they still haven't figured it out but hopefully it happens sooner than later and because i'm going to have to be able i'm going to be able to actually see it um i'll, I'll report back yes, on my please uh, do. my assessment so yeah this is kind of to me this this seems like a little bit of a stopgap between having commuter rail lines built as an infrastructure i think mm -hmm. electric electric public transportation electric autonomous public transportation is going to be kind of cool because it'll allow yeah. people to come into the city and like circumnavigate the the necessity to have new rail lines built uh -huh. into each city. And I think for the most part, once once it's more prevalent, it'll become cheaper. Yeah. And it'll yeah. be a lot easier for people on the outskirts of the city to get in. Yeah. And then there's going to be less cars in the city, creating less traffic. That's the goal. It's awesome. And the last article. So this is fascinating. A rare find archaeologists uncover a 4,000-year-old board game in Oman. Jumanji is like the first thing that yeah, comes to my mind. That's what everybody yeah. says. It's like the thing circulating around Instagram and uh, and Reddit. Yeah, like, right, making fun right. Of it. Which is like all 2022 <laughs> needs is, yeah. uh, uh, you know, a board game with whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so this is, it, it truly is fascinating. And not only did they uncover this game, but they actually know how to play it. So there's a project going on in Oman. They're, they're studying the Iron and Bronze Age uh, settlements in this valley out there. They found this game and uh, this this curator at the British Museum named Irving Finkel, which is like the most British curator museum name I've ever yeah, heard. It sounds in my like life. an Ace Ventura character. <laughs> Irving Finkel, like that dude was born to work as a museum curator in Britain. Anyway, <laughs> he translated a Babylonian clay tablet in the early 1980s that actually turned out to be the description of the rules. It appears to be similar to backgammon, and essentially, it's a race game to see which player competes or to see which player can complete 
to move all of their pieces along the course of the board game to beat their opponent. Uh, but then it says, you know, in 2013, a paper examining nearly 100 Near East board games concluded that the layout of the squares in the board and the rules likely evolved over time. There was a version of this game known as Asha that was still being played in India as recently as the 1950s. Yeah, it's so pretty cool. cool. Yeah, like yeah, the, I love it, when stuff like this is found and that we yeah. actually know how to do it. That, that to me is insane that 4,000 years ago, Someone was playing this, and now we also know how to play this. Well, it's because we were lucky enough to get the rules. Like, you know, they don't yeah. know fully the rules of Gladiator, like the, the Roman Coliseum. They're not really sure the rules of, of those Vernon. events because they didn't really write the, their, their Vernon. on. That's probably true. Um, Live. Live or die. <laughs> it's a very simple game. All right. Yeah. So that's that's it for the Travel Bites. Thank you for listening. This week we have – or I'm sorry, this month we have – Michael Hilliard on geopolitics impacting travel. If uh, when you listen to that, we'll add a disclaimer there. We recorded that prior to Ukraine being invaded by Russia, and we kind of just talk about that right before we get into the show. We do obviously bring up Russia and Ukraine with Michael Hilliard because it is a conversation about geopolitics. Yeah. So uh, look forward to that. Andrew Tyree, he's been on the show a few times. He is the uh, owner of Costa Costa, a and we discuss why we love Cuba, Spain, Mexico, and Peru. Really fun conversation on those cultures, the food, the party scene, everything. And then lastly, this month, we'll, we talked with a guy named Andrew Otazo, and he lives in the down in Florida, and he cleans up plastic out of the Florida mangrove. So it was a conversation about the impact of plastic on these environments and why we should be cleaning them up and trying to improve. Yep. Yeah. So thank you for listening. That wraps up our travel bites for this month. And I do want to give a shout out to a rock star. Uh, it's, it's literally a R O C C star. And they left us reviews on iTunes that said, I'm new to this podcast. And I like that these guys approach the travel, the topic of travel differently than other podcasts about it. Their guests and episode themes are really refreshing. Love the rapid fire questions too. As an added bonus, I grew up near Philly, so they sound like home. Well, thank you for that, Rockstar. We really appreciate the review, and we're glad that you are from the Philly area. Yep, thank you very much. So if you love the show and you want to support the podcast, you can do what a Rockstar did and give us a review on iTunes or whatever platform you're available to give a review or rating on and you can share this with friends and family if you want to donate financially you can do it through buy me a coffee it's a link available on our instagram page you can also purchase some awesome traveler's blueprint merchandise and we've got the awesome logo designed by us and we can throw that literally on anything that you can think of under the sun bob's got a hat on i've got a t-shirt i think bob's also got a sweatshirt you can buy mugs mouse pads i think you can buy a shower curtain uh so it's it's pretty much everything everything and anything yes yeah yep it's awesome and that's about it just share this with friends and family if i didn't say that already stay safe stay healthy and tune in next week 